Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. And also joining us this week, we have a very special guest. We have David Inglis. Hi there. Let's start with you, Sam. You're the, you're the regular. How are you doing this week? I'm pretty good. I'm very warm. Then if you've noticed how warm it is, it's pretty warm. Um, good. But other than that, you know, fine. Good, good. And our guest this week, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there, I'm David Inglis. Some of you might have seen me on Twitter, um, known as Dinglis. I've played Magic for many, many years, 11 now, with um, pretty much like full-time competitive. Um, I'm currently an occupational therapy student, and competitive Magic is my main leisure activity, which I think is the reason I've been invited on today. Yeah, definitely. We figured it's it's the launch of the you know the relaunch of the Pro Tour, the relaunch of, of competitive play for Magic. We figured let's get somebody who is really in tune with, with that side of Magic, because it's been a while since I've been on the grind. And Sam, you see stuff from sort of a, a store perspective, but there are issues there. Uh, <laughs> so we figured somebody who is definitely invested in the, in the system and has a lot of thoughts about the system let's get somebody on we'll have a good old discussion so it's going to be the topic this week uh we are talking about competitive magic play so now that the the pandemic for the most part is is done and over i think as, as most people considered it's, it's it's done and over uh it looks like we are going to be kicking things off big style we did an episode a few weeks ago when we talked about the sort of roadmap for competitive play going forward and the thing that we were all excited about, I think, really, was was the regional championship qualifiers and the fact that Magic is back, the gathering is back. It's going to be right at your sort of local level. But it really seems that from the start that things have gotten off to a bit of a rocky start. So I think that's what we're, we're going to discuss this week. Yeah, it's been a, a shit show for Europe at least and I guess that technically also includes uh, Africa and the and Middle the East yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's been impossible so like I mean I can give my perspective as someone who works for a store that's trying to organise one of these qualifiers um, in that we haven't been able to organise one at all and we have had basically no assistance and no information from Legacy about why we can't organize one when we will be able to organize one we've ever since that was announced that we could organize one we've tried and we've logged into the the appropriate channels with our you know wpn store account and we've just been met with a coming soon page which is disheartening and we've emailed them we've called them we've tweeted at them and we haven't had any response and then about three weeks from the first time we contacted them, we got an email saying, oh yeah, you've missed out on organizing one for this round, but maybe you'll be able to organize one for the next round. So we've done nothing wrong uh, and just haven't been able to organize one because, well, we haven't been given a reason. Yeah, it seems to be that that is the experience of all of the stores that I've spoken to in, in the Northeast as well. It seems to be, they heard, you know, this all the announcements like we did that, you know, competitive play was coming back. They're all very keen to to host the events like they used to do for PPTQs back in the day, because uh, it looked like that that was was going to be, you know, not exactly the same, but sort of similar 
progression path was going to be you'll win in a pptq style event in the store and then you, you would work your way up through competitions as the field gets smaller and smaller and then eventually you're at the pro tour but yeah the experience that, that you're describing there sounds like every store i've spoken to has had the same thing they were excited they've contacted legacy uh they've applied to you know they've tried to apply to host events and they just just haven't heard anything they've been completely blanked and then at the last minute they've been told oh no unfortunately these these kits have sold out you can't register an event for this round which just seems awful like that it seems like i don't know i can't get my head around it i think that that's the that's the thing i, I don't understand for all this is, is that legacy as a, as a to they had to you know they, they had to successfully bid to become the, the sort of to for for europe and in the middle east and south africa so surely that they're going to have some some money at stake. So to me, I would think, okay, if stores are contacting me, I want to be able to serve as many stores as possible because we want to make our money back and then some from running these events. And I just, I just do not understand why they've reacted or, or not reacted, I guess, in the way they have. So I've got quite a lot of thoughts, concerns, some kind of logic because I thought thought rather obsessively about this ever since it came out so i guess i can just start ranting for want of a better phrase and then we yeah, can go for it well sure yeah okay so i have been around competitive magic like i said for ages i've seen and overall i'm a big supporter of the pptq system because back when in the victorian days of magic we used to have ptqs which were kind of like one person wins everyone else feels like a loser there was only six of them in the uk and you could only realistically get to three or four unless you were super committed and this system has lots of feel bad like winner takes all doesn't always feel good and there's lots of problems with pptqs like maybe the stores weren't particularly transparent about organizing them i've heard a lot of eight-man pptqs but overall like the system was pretty good with some flaws so as a competitive player, I was quite a big fan. I also think PPTQs are good for building your player base up, like as a competitive store. Like, for example, Mana League, you could be like, okay, we have our competitive event on this Saturday. Maybe someone goes down to their store, plays a 15 quid PPTQ, and that gets them into competitive magic. Because acquisition is so important for Wizards, and there's a lot of challenges to competitive acquisition now because I believe from working in stores myself and being around the game and quite cognizant that like a lot of the new players go to Commander because it's it, it's so much more appealing. Yeah, because... it, it's it's the thing that we, we, we talk about it a lot. Like, you know, you, you see you're a new player getting into Magic. There is no real introductory product to you these days except for Commander decks. Every set that comes out has Commander decks. You look at Magic the Gathering on YouTube, the biggest channel... That, you know, Clarion Community College features a lot of Commander, but then the Command Zone is, is the one that everybody's sort of drawn to initially, the newer players. Yeah, it's much easier to sell people Commander because it's, yeah. what, what do you want? You have 100 cards, your deck's fully customizable, and that's great. But like, it's very hard to acquire new competitive players, I think. Like, Arena doesn't point you in the right directions unless you want like the exclusively online route magic online which i think is a great tool for competitive play yeah 
doesn't really do that as well. It doesn't really point you in like the direction of like the paper competitive route. So I was like really excited about the new system. I expected probably about 70 qualifiers in the UK. Um, well, so let's say 70 qualifiers in England. I'm, I've never, I've played like one PP in Scotland before. Um, so I was like, okay, about 70. That seems like a pretty realistic number. I know game shops have shut down during the pandemic and there's some, so 60 to 70. But Legacy, not to defend Legacy, because I think they have mismanaged quite badly, but they have, there's over 5,000 eligible stores in the regions, as someone told me, which is obviously a huge amount. But I think they've just really mismanaged. But I'm yeah. not willing to let them off the hook because my big suspicion when I they announced these very big, like, let's be generous and call them GP style events, um, was, oh, okay, I think they'll um, want people to go to those rather than let the stores run their own events. And people were like, oh, I think that's really cynical, David. That's very paranoid. I went, oh, okay, we'll, we'll see. Um because that's appealing to an org- to a tournament organizer. Like, you get to run an ev- events that have huge rake. Like, they're not. Although I think playing Magic for money is ludicrous. They're very bad value events, and also like they're just appealing for legacy because they can have like lots of side events. Lots of there's lots of ways for them to make money, and you can really see with the price of the kit, which I'll rant about now i guess Uh well so to get 16 promos it is 200 euros for a tournament organizer which is ridiculous yep Yep. like that's that's insane like i've I've even offered stores in the north who were worried about the financial costs like cards to give away as prizes to help with the entry fee so before you've started and still will appreciate it's like you're already having to spend 200 quid on promos that aren't like, I don't know. Getting like a lava spike isn't really like a big draw to an event for me. Yeah, that's, no, that's certainly not. not. Yeah. That's not just because I don't like playing burn. It's because it's a <laughs> pretty unexciting magic card as a prize. Yeah, I think I think it's the thing. Like, it, it's it's trying to find that the difference between people who will just t- turn up to any meaningful magic tournament and not really care about the pricing, and people who like make an event of going to a magic tournament and want decent pricing. So if we're having to pay two hundred euros for these just the promos, that doesn't even take into account any other pricing we would offer. So are we supposed to offer a reasonably priced ticket, but the prices are promo and qualification, or are we supposed to charge an abs- absurd amount and offer actual prizes as well as the promos and the qualification? You've also got the issue of like I think less experienced stores might panic and buy too many promos, like. I can tell you that competitive players who are looking to, like people like me who are who just care about qualifying for the regional event, don't care about the lava spike. However, the majority of players will want something because that feels good. Yeah, and I think like it's very difficult for TOs and shop who maybe aren't so community involved and driven to order like maybe thirty-two promos, and that's four hundred euros before you've given away any prizes yeah. paid for a judge and that's just way too much like it, yeah. this isn't it's not a good price kit like no, i i just don't understand how how it how is that appealing at that price point in any way 
especially as a store when you compare it to something like the store championship kit which comes for free from Wizards of the Coast and features promos such as like Archmage's Charm and then a full art dark confidant like yeah and that one's that one's that one's free we could you can host an event that you'll make a hell of a lot of profit on as a store that's going to cost you nothing to run other than you know running costs on the day your cost for a judge staffing cost over you know just general overheads that you would have any event versus all of that plus 200 quid for prizes that most players won't care about anyway like yeah just, yeah we, we what, what value does it offer we ran the most recent store championships with the um, with the Sky Cove apparition as the top eight prize. Yeah, and people were really excited about getting a Sky Cove apparition, and they were free. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just turned up. <laughs> so, yeah, your store championship with the Wormcoil Engine and Collector Company was a really good event. Thank you. Like, um, that was fun, and like the prizes are good. Like, Lava Spike is not a good promo. It's it's just not like there are already so many versions of it. Yeah, and like, also, I don't know if you guys know about like the price of the kits in other parts of the world. Yeah, um, I, I saw oh, yeah. that they were oh, yeah. they were considerably cheaper in other places. Yeah. Like in America, it's like fifty bucks, and in Canada, I believe it's a hundred Canadian. And it's just like it, it just feels like a gouge from Legacy, and it, it actually no, that's that's just not true. It is a gouge. Yeah. Like these kits aren't that expensive to send out. I'm sure. And like it just puts stores in like these awful positions. Like it sucks. Like because a, a big problem with stores, and despite being a competitive player, I'm able to suspend my selfish grinder beliefs. I I get that the competitive player very rarely is the friend of the store, because store owners often see the competitive players as they want the most value out of it, and that that's true for some and true for not others i try and support my store if they have appropriate events because i want the stores to exist but it's like it's so hard for a store to know like okay well do i make this a 50 pound entry each event where everyone gets their promos and um then we'll do a box for first or whatever and then the qualification as well because back when we had this system just before covid like most of the stores gave away like travel bursaries because something that isn't been point like isn't really been talked about enough is when you win this ptq or this regional qualifier you have to pay to get to bulgaria okay yeah. not a particularly expensive part of the world and it is relatively cheap but that's still a big expense i mean and, i mean given yeah, current global circumstances as well the cost of flights are excessive at the moment so that yeah. is a massive factor that i don't i i think you're right people aren't really discussing it so much because like, I, I I don't know if everyone who wins the regional will go, because it is expensive to fly. You've got to get time out of work and or studying or whatever you do with your life. It's it's just a very very disappointing system. Like, I think the system is good. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I want PTQs, but those just aren't appropriate anymore. Five hundred player PTQs are not fun. Like I, I've played in four hundred player PTQs, they suck. The tiebreak, yeah, it's, it's a, the, the thing we, yeah, the thing we talked about a bit when they sort of announced the the roadmap for competitive play was like, I think we sort of settled on like it's it's not as good as it was, but it is good and it's a hell of a lot better than it could be. 
it's a hell of a lot better than it's been. The The difficulty is when you have so many regions where everything is, is is different. You know, stores in the UK are different to stores in America, different stores in Canada, different to stores in Brazil, different to stores in Japan, different communities, different scenes all over the world. So how do you make a one-size-fits-all system that is going to you know, be equally appealing to all of those regions? I think it's just completely impossible. So when they oh. released it, when they released this mo- this roadmap, we thought, hey, look, it, given all the circumstances, it is, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I think the roadmap like is pretty good. Like, I want to see more about how one can chain invites. Like, yeah. I know it's going to be harder, but that, that's something for down the road. Like, the system's probably still work in progress. Um, but yeah, I think legacy of like really got off to a very poor start like the the no communication is like it, it's very bad they they got a very high profile contract from a fortune 500 company and they haven't done a good job in communicating like everyone's allowed to make mistakes like i i do feel some empathy like having to yeah. deal with to five thousand stores is very challenging and they weren't given a very quick time and there's issues but like it's not just one report of one store saying i couldn't get in contact i've heard like double digits all around the the well the region yeah i, I i've personally sp- spoken to five stores in the northeast and they've all given me the same story and it's like it, it does look very suspicious for legacy that they just want people to go to these very expensive priced events abroad um like and I, I understand why they do, like I said, but I don't know. I think it's a real problem, and I think Wizards will have to think about whether Legacy keep their license, whether they need to intervene. It, it does seem like we are getting more PTQs announced each day in the UK, or PPTQs or whatever you want to call them, um, which is a start. But it's it's not really good enough. Like there, There's been no communication from Legacy that, hey, guys, we got lots of... Um, applications we're just releasing the schedule on a phase basis like there's just no communication it, it's very poor yeah. but there's there's even there's even i mean i i would argue there's even proof to the opposite of that that they're not releasing on a phased basis because if you you have a look at the events that have been announced so far you'll see we have currently we have a time recording 70 events announced for europe and out of those 70 events 20 of them are in italy and then there's like the second most is the UK. I would assume because because of the kickback from players, stores are pressuring pressuring them. But yeah, you go down from that thirteen in the UK, it's just like countries have got one, two, like Germany, two, Hungary, one, Norway, one, France, yeah. four, and that's at that's at this point when we have a few announced. So to me, it feels. I don't know. I feel like I would be giving them the benefit of the doubt by saying, "Oh, they're they're phase, they're you know they're going to release them in in phases," especially when it's well, so close to the start of the season as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge problem for me. Like, I, I want to know what I'm doing with my life, and I should be able to plan what events. Like, it's also the website is incredibly poorly constructed. Yeah. Um, it it's just there's a lot that's gone wrong, and it feels very rushed. And okay maybe they'll get better but right now there's no there's nothing really to prove that to me um like i i want the system to be as good as possible i i think actually 
competitive magic is it's a hard time for competitive magic at the minute um because like fnm is very bad at acquiring new players i'm sure snail might be able to agree with me here like not having standard is like a huge problem like that that's how people get in like people often usually what i found happened back in the day is people do a couple of drafts to get a couple of good rares and they play some constructed and they start with standard and build up their collection now i i think maybe pioneer is meant to be like that new route because the cost of a pioneer deck is we'll say reasonable but it's like well for it's, for, it's they, for, they do for, challenger for, decks you know I, I think challenger decks are sort of the, the proof that that is yeah. that is going to be like the competitive route we'll bypass standard and paper perhaps because you know they know they can do it i mean admittedly three of the four challenger decks currently aren't legal to play out of the box but uh yeah uh, but, but, but like, it is something that they can review and re- release fairly frequently I, if they wanted to. I mean, I think challenger decks are awesome. I think yes, good, good quality challenger decks are like a great product for getting people in. Competitive players sometimes buy them because they've got like the staples. And I think they're like definitely the kind of product we need. Like, I don't know, like I, I worry a lot about competitive magic, especially for like something I, I, I know I'm very aware of in the UK is like, Cash event tournaments usually fail. Um, Because people, for some reason, just don't like playing for cash. They like playing for flights and jewel lands and all that kind of, like, like prizes, which is cool. It's it's a little strange to me. Um, But I think, and I think that compared with Magic, like, like, I know the biggest events we have in the UK are the Axiom Now series. This weekend had a very low turnout for... Yeah, that was interesting. I, I, I think it's it's kind of understandable why... I, I don't want to say poorly attended because it was still a reasonable turnout, but like compared to their previous tournaments was relatively poorly attended. I think the one the one day really affected yeah. it. Yeah, it's one day. Like, it, was, it was modern on one day and Legacy on the same day. If it was split up like the, the Birmingham event, yeah. where you had modern one day, Legacy, and then sure, you had the modern, uh, the modern team event on that same day as well but you could play in two events and you're on it's a it's a saturday you you're if you're traveling from like further than three hours away you're probably going to need to stay in some kind of hotel yeah like even though it's milton Keynes that they all wants to stay in those hotels are going to be expensive yeah um, it was unfortunate because there was like a big con there was like um imagine dragons like i'm i'm down know what <laughs> um concert. so the hotel prices were quite expensive yeah, and it's like it's not worth it. And if you're playing for a hotel as well, and you get to play one day of Magic and like one, one event, yeah, you're, you're paying all that money for for a hotel, and obviously fuel prices continue to go up. Like that's really bad EV if you're just playing one tournament. Yeah, it's it's also just. But I don't, I don't know. Like I think competitive Magic is like, you need good events, like. I think something I think some stores misunderstand, and I'm not telling anyone how to run their business because I've never run a store, but I've I've helped build communities. I I think stores like do need some help with running events and need to realize that events don't always need to be where you make your money as a store. Yeah, for sure. I think, that, I think that's a very big mistake stores do sometimes make that they think, oh, okay, I need to like 
make this event and i need if i i can't take losing money and it's like no you have to as a store you need to make your money with like passive sales and that kind of thing yeah for sure i mean like from i mean it's it's just my experience with our store but like fnm doesn't make us any money no our winner box events after you know we've paid the staff member to run the event don't make us any money it's no. so that we get trades and people pick up stuff they need for the event and people like us as a store and want to come back and maybe want to support our stories well things like that like i'm not making money off selling like two and a half boxes to 20 people to play in a winner box event no that's like, not gonna happen. i'm hoping to break even maybe yeah and i think like the problem with legacy is like it's just bad for competitive magic because the the pro tour sells like qualifying for the pro tour is so cool like and you can tell people that you can tell people who've never heard of magic oh yeah i won a tournament i went to america it was great um yeah that's a really really cool thing to be able to tell people but like with legacy like really handicapping how you like that experience that's a huge problem and now there are other games like flesh and blood that are presenting legitimate threats to wizards like all flesh and blood have done is taken wizards old qualifying systems and kind of not rivaled they're nowhere near as it's nowhere near as good as game in my opinion but i think that there won't be very much more time where people can like wizards don't have the monopoly on like competitive gamers anymore if that makes sense yeah, for sure. I mean, there are other options. I mean, we saw before this new OP announcement for Magic came out, we saw kind of a, a, a mass move to Flesh and Blood by a bunch of like people who had been grinding the old Magic systems because it was some kind of competitive outlet in a card game. Even if Flesh and Blood isn't anywhere near as good of a game as Magic, yeah. people needed like a, a paper game to go and play competitively because they wanted to do it. Um, yeah, it, it was very, very clear they did. Bring it back. It's very clear that they did just look at that old that old model, went, well, it's not broken, don't need to fix it, adapted it. Yeah. and it was never it perfect, seems, but it worked. Yeah, exactly. It seems to be working well for them. Um, yeah, again, Flesh and Blood isn't the game that I'm particularly interested in playing, but the events look like they're well attended, and it looks like it, it has that competitive community feel that you know Magic used to have. Yeah. I I think we're getting it back now, but like I don't know about other parts of the country. Like, I'd like to think I'm. God, I'm going to sound so good. I'm kind of a big deal. No, I'm quite invested. <laughs> I'm quite invested in helping the next generation of competitive players. Like, yeah, for sure. It's. I mean, it's it's hard to do at the moment because I mean, our our store is weird in that we have more legacy players than we do commander players, which for an LGS anywhere is quite strange yeah um but our like our competitive community has stagnated the only new players we've got playing our fnms and our winner boxes are people that already played modern or legacy or whatever and have moved from somewhere else to birmingham they're not people that have found magic and want to get into competitive magic those people i can count on one hand in the last two or three years yeah the only new people we have are people that were already in the system and already like maybe grinding tournaments or like where their FNMM buses uh, just coming to our store because they live here now. It really is stagnating and, and things like this where like your big tournaments are either so expensive or just not happening isn't going to incentivize anyone to play competitive magic when they can go buy a commander pre-con and there are big events that, you know, you've got your command fests, which are, I don't know why you'd ever pay 
35 pounds to go and sit in a room and play with your own cards but that's how you're being marketed at it so either you can pay an extortionate amount for this tournament where you win essentially nothing and if you do win have to travel to the other side of europe or you can just buy these cards and play in this big event that's coming up like i know which one i'd choose if i was getting into magic now yeah i think it's very very tough for stores to like i don't get how stores would sell the competitive like dream because it sounds a bit crap um it it sounds awful yeah yeah, for sure yeah like when i started like i mean I, i had a very very unusual route into magic like I started Magic and was playing my first PTQ two months later. Jesus. Um, oh, I loved it! I went X two. It was great. I, <laughs> awesome. I, I played Grand Architect and made lots of turn free one call engines and mind slavers. It was awesome. Nice. Um, but it's um, yeah, like it just the problem is like also as a store owner, one of the problems with PPTQs. And like I said, I, I do like the system more than PTQs, but I don't think it's perfect, is the awkward discussions you have to have with competitive players who want to play by the rules and who may, let's be generous and say, use their rules knowledge for an advantage, not cheating, but they know the rules. Mm-hmm. They know if your opponent misses a trigger, they're going to be able to get their own way because they are more comfortable in judge based situations yeah and then like the new player who's like oh well you know what i could go play that modern ptq it's 20 quid it's 20 quid but it'll be fun and like it's the one of the problems when the new pptqs have to be quite expensive is like is that person going to go pay 35 quid to go play in a really competitive event probably not that's a lot of money yeah yeah when the ev's so poor and like, yeah, because you have like... with entrenched players, like we don't really care about EV. Like, I'm not particularly bothered about a prize payout outside of like top 16, really, because um, I'm trying to win. But like for other people, for people that are just starting out, you want some kind of return for your 35 quid entry, right? Yeah, yeah. and also like if it's more expensive, you're gonna you're gonna naturally assume well that event isn't for me because that's gonna attract very strong players. And yeah. it, it's just hard. Like, I, I don't think magic events should be free. Like, I, I, I do want the store to make money because that's important because the stores need to pay the rent. Yeah. But like, I, I think it's very, very tough for a store to know how to price their event because you're just losing so much money from the start. And, and Legacy are just gouging. Like, it's an absolute, absolute gouge. Yeah, worst thing. Like we we try uh, when I'm when I'm running an event, I try and make as little profit as I can just to maximize the EV for players so they want to come. Yeah, and then you've got this additional cost added on top of that. Like, so if I if I have uh, a winner box <clears throat> event and we get twenty people and it's fifteen pounds entry each, that's three hundred pounds, and I give away. Uh, a box for first, half a box for second, third and fourth get a quarter of a box. The rest of the top eight get three booster packs, it's two and a half boxes ish of of set of set boosters. So that's two hundred and fifty quid with three hundred pounds entry fee. So that's fifty pounds to pay a member of staff to work all day, and you're not even taking into account the fact that you're running all of your energy and being open that entire day when perhaps you wouldn't normally be. So you're already losing money on that, 
and, and then now what am I going to say? Oh, you have to pay £40, £50 to get into this event with that kind of pricing where first wins a box plus the promos and qualification. It's it, it's difficult for us to to run that and it's a hard sell on players. Like, And then that's when you get to the stage where you're going to have qualifiers that are attended by eight people. Yeah. Because they're the ones that just, oh, I'll go anywhere because I need to qualify for this tournament. Yeah. And I that's lose money as an event organizer because I pay £200 for this set of fucking promos. Uh, and I'm not recouping that from the eight people that just need to qualify. Yeah, and it and like it's just outrageous how expensive the kit is. Like, because it's it, like as a pro, it's bad. Like the Nick Foss is, is a cool top eight promo, but like Lava Spike is just it's insulting. And like, if you I don't know, like back in the day, I think the average PTQ PPTQ was like thirty to forty players. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Stores who are going to look at that data are going to be like, well, I probably need to buy at least 32 promos. So I'm down 400 quid before I've even started. And well, well, Legacy are like, oh, you don't, apparently you don't even have to have a judge. That's optional. Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah, yeah. And like, that's horrendous. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not getting a judge for like our winner box events, but no. that's because like, I'm okay enough to be like a rules advisor. And yeah. also, it's essentially casual rules enforcement levels. Like, but if I'm if the, the top prize is qualifying for a meaningful tournament, judges need to be a necessity. And like, you're gonna like you're gonna want to compensate your judge with like a box. I imagine is how. Oh it yeah, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay that person like, yeah, a box. Like it's gonna be like at least a hundred pounds for the day. So like, with no prizes, we've already spent like four hundred eighty euros. Yep. And like you are not going to get many casual players or casual competitive or aspiring competitive or people who just love playing magic and don't care. Like some of them are going to be very put off by I pay 30 quid and I get a lava spike. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get the people that are going to attend our events are going to be people like you. Yeah. like Extremely entrenched. And I mean, good chance you're going to do well in the tournament, but are okay with pissing away the entry fee and getting nothing in return. Yeah, like of course um, you are few and far between in terms of just willing to throw money away just in case you top eight, you know. Yeah, like I, I am incredibly entrenched in magic and invested, and but like I'm cognizant of the fact that I'm the minority. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone in the world should run a store to please me, unless you have a very very strong competitive community. Yeah, but like, but like it's just so bad for the stores. Like, there's a reason I went on Twitter and offered stores. And this isn't some holier-than-thou thing. I just want the events to fucking run because they're important. Like, Yes, for sure. That They're important for the game to grow. Like, Magic is the, the best thing I've ever done in my life. My fiancé can probably overhear me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but, like, and I've made so many wonderful, meaningful connections and done so many cool life experiences that I... I talk about in interviews, I talk about in um, placement and to people because they're, they're cool. Like, I've been in the Sun newspaper. That's less of an achievement, but, you know. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've done all these cool, like, yeah, it's just like, how, how do you grow that next generation? And I think ripping off people, like, you're just not going to get people attending. No, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely. It's, it's and, a good, it a good sucks, like, yeah, a, a good analogy that I, I once heard was that magic is like the the black pudding industry you always need new blood huh, that's really yeah you do you yeah. do for sure and, yeah. and 
and how do you how do you attract that new blood if you have to charge you know 30 40 50 quid for an event for the you know the first event the first event back in this new competitive program 30 40 50 quid maybe on one hand oh. you've got that on the other hand well we could just we could go to the cinema we could go to a pub spend half the money let's compare it for magic event what would you rather play an event where if i win i pay i pay 50 quid if i win i probably still have to pay for my flight and accommodation or i could play an axiom now event where i pay 60 pounds and if i win i get flown anywhere in the world yeah <laughs> it's just no mm. question is it <laughs> yeah really, really i think i think it's it's important to acknowledge at least briefly that like we're in a cost of living crisis as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who's got the money to just be, uh, to just be throwing away at, at magic tournaments, right? Like, it's a, it was a genuine consideration. Like, I went to the, <clears throat> played in the Legacy event uh, at Axiom this past weekend. Um, had a lot of fun. Was a great time. Didn't do well, but enjoyed myself. But like, it's a genuine consideration. Like, thirty-five pounds plus twenty pounds for fuel. Because uh, I split it with someone else, it would have been forty pounds plus five pounds parking. Like, that's that's a lot of money to spend on a day to get nothing, and it was a genuine consideration. Like, fuel prices are going up, my electricity bill's gone through the roof. Like, everything is more expensive, and that's a genuine consideration. So, if I want to try and qualify for this event for a pro tour, then well, like I can't afford to do this. It's just not going to be a thing I'm going to do if I have to pay all that money because the promos are so expensive for a store to acquire. Yeah. I can't, I can't grind all these tournaments because I don't have that money, you know? Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm in a privileged position because I'm a, like, part-time content creator. Um, I have, I also do, like, coaching and stuff like that. So I, magic for me is, like, I, I don't profit off magic, but I'm, I'm very lucky. And even I'm someone who's, like, whose magic, like, magic pays for itself, for example. Like have to think oh maybe i shouldn't go to this event like i'm looking at going to cardiff and it's like this is ridiculous or i'm looking at going to places that are like uh i'm just, like sunderland and this is these are really expensive trips to play like an event that is like most of the pptqs are going to end in failure for me and i apparently am quite a good magic player yeah, so, right. like, so like how do you get anyone to grind like and I think these events abroad are very, very expensive because you've got to like, you've got to get to them. You've got to pay for a hotel, and the events are eighty to one hundred euros, and that's very different from the model that was a fifteen pound. Like the p the, uh, the pptqs I used to pay were ten to fifteen pound. Actually, it's yep. quite interesting because Michelle, my fiance, who has known me for like four or five years, she was asking how much do you think they'll a pptq will cost now and i was like i don't know like i imagine like 20 I, i'd say 20 with like good prizes and then 25 with maybe some quite good prizes because i just assumed the stores would get the promo kits for free or maybe have to pay shipping or some small amount nothing like 200 euros like there's just no real excuse that i can see from legacy why they have to gouge like it, also a big problem is like okay magic's a luxury hobby it's really really fucking expensive yeah like yeah like and it, it's good if you have the cards because they're very liquid assets and i've bought and sold my magic collection like double digit times now 
But like, it, you can't just get screwed from every angle of the system. Like, okay, you can have like to me. I think the GP style event should be a premium style event that's that is expensive because events are expensive to run and all of that, and you've got to pay more judges. So yeah, they can be expensive. But there should be a route for people who can't afford travel, like abroad for these quite that are going to be very very difficult events. Like yeah, like, like having to top sixty four a GP level event just to qualify is that's going to be really hard because all the people who are traveling to these events are probably going to be quite invested, and like you can't have a system where you're a successful system where your customer loses from every angle because the customer is going to be like. Okay, well, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to come and get like ranched from every angle. And yeah. right, right now, it's like, my god, it's rough as someone who's invested. Like, I want to promote com- competitive magic the best I can because I think it's a great hobby. I think the community has got better and better over the years, and it's fun. But like, fuck me, it's really hard to pitch it to anyone who is new or like and it doesn't have to be like this i can't really see a reason why the promo packs need to cost 200 yep like okay yeah, they should... that's it it's it's like I, I you know obviously legacy have to recuperate some cost for this this contract this deal that they have with Wizards of the coast so i can understand why they you know why they might be a cost but then to me that contradicts you surely your job as a to is to be organizing events you're organizing tournaments you want to be when you have such a big region like europe you know, south africa and the middle east surely you want to be putting on as many tournaments as you can to recoup those costs that's where that's where it falls down for me and i just i just don't understand what their mindset is there but what if what if instead of that and doing something that's good for the players and the community and the game as a whole is you put on as few events as possible and gouge the fuck out of people in terms of pricing. Yeah, doesn't that sound better and less of a headache? Like, is is it is it that? Is it just that they don't want to deal with the logistics of running so many events? So okay, we'll jack so up the, the costs. They bid for the contract. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. That's that's what I don't understand. Like, I want. Yeah. I you know I uh, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but like, you put you you put in this bid. You 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 fought, I assume, tooth and nail for an extremely uh, profitable contract. And then my only experience of it as someone who wants to run one of these events is that you don't give a shit and don't want anyone to run them. Like, I there's there's no like, oh, we're trying our best, but it's a bit more than we thought it would be. It's just like just nothing. It's it's we we as a store have been contacting them for over a month trying to run an event that we want to run for our players and we haven't received we haven't been fobbed off we've just been ignored we have received no information until at the last fucking minute we've been told oh you can't have one but maybe you'll have one in round two whenever the fuck that is and that's the information that we've got and like from that point of view i i have no more there's no more rope i can give them like it's it's an absurdly poorly run system yeah yeah it's it's when you look at a a competitive magic uk facebook group that is like the best the best way to see the schedule for legacy events that are coming up 
uh, you know, that feed into the the Pro Tour is if you go to the Competitive Magic UK and Ireland Facebook group, and through the the hard work of all of the stores involved trying to organise these events, there's a pinned post that has all of the dates, and even some of those dates are like provisional qualifier TBC format mm-hmm. TBC. They just they just don't know, but at least we have some dates. You compare that to the legacy website, and it's like it's a list. It's a list of the events. Well, not even the events. It's a list of the store names and the country and region those stores are in, and then a link to the WPM page. Doesn't even tell you when those events are happening. Like oh, the, yeah. the, the, like the it's tournament organ the tournament organizers website doesn't tell you when the tournament is happening. Why isn't that fucking it's useless? Why is Absolutely it just a list? Useless. Yeah. So I've got to click on all of these fucking events to find out which ones I can go to. You have to click. And yeah, they're all yeah. coming up soon, so I've got to take time off work, or I've got to tell my partner and my family that I can't do things because I need to go to this tournament at the drop of a fucking hat. I like every every. Sorry, I've, I've just unlocked my rage. Just like every step of it, it's not like oh they're doing it well, but these couple of things could be improved, which was like the PPTQ system, right? Which is like yeah. oh it's not great, but actually events are happening and people are qualifying and having a good time. It's just like every fucking part of this being organised by Legacy is a shit show. Yeah, and every there were no of the, redeeming every, factors. Yeah, every, every yeah. step that you would even you know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's something that contradicts or confuses that. It's it yeah. It's, well, it's, we're going to see a lot of Italian shameful. players at the Pro Tours sometime soon, I'm sure. Yeah, because <laughs> there are fucking loads in there. I mean, I know the UK, as a time of recording, have 13 now, but there was a time where Italy had 19, and the next was the UK with five. So yeah. we can see where their priorities are going, right? And it's because it's because they're an Italian company, right? It's a very bad look, and like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to like I'm reasonable I get, but I wonder like how many I, I do wonder actually how many people actually bidded for the system that was put out because yeah like did tournament center bid probably not I know they're quite big on like Pokemon and um other games so it's like I but I think they've handled it so poorly and yeah that, that, that's it that's one of the areas where at first i was really willing to give them the benefit of the doubt when you can see the way the regions have been divided up giving yeah. a, a to who is based in one country giving them all of europe the middle east and africa to organize events for okay i can see why that might be difficult for them if it's their first time you know running events you know or trying to organize events in the uk or the middle east or, or africa i get that and give them the benefit of the doubt there but at least have a calendar on your fucking website. Having a yeah. website, have some communication. Say, yeah. like, okay, guys, um, we had a lot more applicants than we expected. We're processing them. It's going to take some time. Like, just don't in, don't insult your player base and your potential business partners because the, the thing you're doing with a store is like it's a deal. You're making an agreement, and like it's just terrible business to just to ignore. Like you actually, it, it's lunacy to me that these stores like literally want to give you the money, the incredibly insulting amount of money. I'm getting yep. annoyed with yeah. them, and, <laughs> and won't engage. Like that's just terrible. And then they'll, then that can lead to like some victim narrative. Oh, no one really asked for the events, and it's like there's no social media engagement. There's no proper engagement at all. It's just awful, and like. I don't know, like, I'd love to hear from Wizards or, like, is this the system Wizards envisage? Like, as far as I understand from my friends from America and Canada, they all quite like their events. 
Like, yeah. and for me, like, as soon as I heard about these GP style events with incredibly expensive entries and quite low pricing, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. That's where they're going to try and get everyone to go to. Yep. Um, and it's happened, and it's annoying because the 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 thing that really enrages me as a consumer is these stores want to give you the money. They're not even asking for a free event. They're like, yeah. we're willing to pay two, four, six hundred euros for these. I believe they. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe they're giving to free or whatever. And like they're just not engaging. Like even if they said, "Okay, guys, we anticipate England's going to get twenty. Okay, great. Well, you know what? I have to then. I it, it's something that Wizards, I like and dislike because they're very hot and cold. Is the engagement? And I understand that Wizards can't tell me everything because Wizards might not know. Try like there was a lot of like in the pandemic. Oh, why are Wizards not doing competitive play? And it's like, because there's a fucking pandemic and yeah, no one knows yeah. what to do with it. And that's yeah. unreasonable. And that's like the entitlement of the competitive player. Like, yeah, it sucks the Pro Tours are online, but hey, like, at least we had something. Yeah, um, you'd think they would at least, you know, have have data for a TO that they have a contract with, have data to say, like, well, this country has X amount of WPN premium stores, so we expect there'll be, you know, N number of WN, WPN qualifier events, so maybe think about allocating so many kits for this country. Yeah. This country has Y number, so on. That that seems like a very easy way that they could they could do that. Obviously, you know those those conversations might have happened behind the scenes. We don't know. We'll never know. But I don't it know. Just, it, it's we don't see any evidence that any planning like that has has even taken place. I I just don't I don't understand how much planning needs to really go into it. I mean, no, like, maybe I'm massively misunderstanding the situation, but essentially what I'm thinking is I email, because I can't use their fucking website, yeah. someone at Legacy European Tour and say, hello, I give you 200 euro, put the tick next to the name of my store, and I run event. Like, it can't be that much of a headache logistically to just let us have a fucking tournament if I want to give you this money. Yeah. It Also, like, I really dislike how they're not clear about the formats. Um, oh, for sure, I, yeah. Like, it, like, Magic's very expensive. Modern is outrageously expensive. Yeah. And it's like, like, I, I mean, I'm someone who, I'll, I'll be honest, and again, this isn't like some Praise David hour, but I was like, okay, I've got some competitive players where I live. However, most of them don't really have decks. How can I solve that? And I was like, okay, I'll go buy some Pioneer decks because I have store credit with stores that i work in i've got various like other forms of magic related income but it's like i just want to know what people be preparing for it's and it, it, it's it, really it, fucked up that someone just a player has to feel the need and it's extremely uh it's extremely nice of you but like a player has to feel the need to fucking stump up some of the costs just to get people to play magic like that's yeah. not a place we should be no, and I, I mean, I hope that it isn't like that forever. And like, I, I, like I've played Magic when I've been like a student, had no money, and I've always been very privileged. Like, I've never, in I think eleven years of playing, I think I can, I think I've played three tournaments where I couldn't play the deck I wanted to play, and they were all standard on release weekend because I just didn't open enough mythics or get enough mythics. Yeah, but it's like. 
it's just so frustrating because Wizards have this great product. And I'm not stupid. I know that competitive players make Wizards very little money compared to Commander players. Like I'm, I'm very aware. And I think like a lot of competitive players get very lost in their own heads about, oh, well, the Pro Tour's really fucking cool. So why are Wizards not plowing all the money in sense? Because the majority of people haven't heard of the fucking Pro Tour. Or, or they yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, people care about, like, com- Commander products. And com- and that's great. Like, my fiance loves Commander. She's never going to try and qualify for the Pro Tour. And that's fine. Like, that's, that's totally cool and awesome. Because th- that's the appeal of Magic. Like, the reason I think magic has outlasted any of these other games is like the modularity of it but like even even me as a very very competitive player i fucking love pissing my money away on japanese pimp full art cards that no one can read no why would you ever do that what a terrible idea who would do something like that (laughs) yeah i know but it's just like wizards don't have to plow lots more money into the system they just need a system that Respects the players who are involved. Like sure, respect yeah. doesn't really cost anything. And, and to be fair, the new system—they've kind of told you like a, they've given you dates well in advance. That's yeah. great. And I, like I, I, I think said, any yeah, I think any communication what you have put out in terms of like in terms of yeah in terms of the roadmap, it's 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 really simple like to follow like that that picture that they had of like the the pyramid, regional championship qualifiers. Cool. Yeah, prove your skill at your local scene, regional championships, qualify for the Pro Tour or the World Championships, then the Pro Tour and the World Championships on top. Nice and straightforward, yeah. nice and simple. You know there's yeah. a path. So much better than the you know, the countless PowerPoint presentations that they had to put out for previous <laughs> <laughs> previous systems. Yeah. So, it is weird I, that we're like we're complaining about a, a magic thing and we're not complaining about wizards even slightly. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't yeah, I, I don't think they're they're really at fault. I mean, you know, potentially they are for dividing our region into Europe, Middle East, and Africa and giving it to one TO when that could have been handled differently, perhaps. I I don't don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, it could change, hopefully. I I think, like, the thing, like, it's important to be vocal and, like, people like, oh, you shouldn't complain, just pick up flesh and blood. It's like, well, fuck off. I don't want to play flesh and blood. I want to play magic. Yeah. And, okay, okay, wizards might. Wizards might really screw it up. Like, for lots of people, Wizards have screwed up because they've moved away from the P2Q system and some people dislike the PP2Q system, whatever. Like, it's what we've got and what we're always going to have now. Like, and that's that's fine. And, like, it's quite annoying because, like, the... Like, my... I'm so annoyed about the big European events. Like, the one in Stockholm. Stockholm, Paris, and the other one. Wherever. Like... I just think these events should be pre like a premium thing for like, oh, I want to go do a magic holiday and they shouldn't be like the core of how you qualify. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I really thought we would get like 50 to 70 um, PPTQs, but I think now if we hit like 20 to 25, it'd be quite lucky. Yeah, um, which is which is sad. But like, yeah. that's the number we're going to be reduced to. Because we have the competitive interest, like Francois runs these incredibly good events, like yeah, and like I mean, it is sad. There's no not competitor, but there's there's not very much in the north or 
like the Midlands for that, and that that's a shame. Yeah. But but I understand why it is. Like it's obviously financially a poor part of the country. Um, I know Patriot Leeds runs their Champion of the North, which is a really cool event. Um, but it, I think that like stores are gonna like really suffer. Like I also know a lot of stores who just didn't apply for these because they just think competitive magic is dead. And well, yeah, a lot of store owners like, why would you bother? Like, <laughs> we, I mean, we don't need to run these events. Like, we want to run these events because we have like a, a good community of competitive players who, I mean, deserve to qualify for some kind of big event. Uh, and we want to provide that for them. But from a financial point of view, we shouldn't be running these fucking events. Jesus Christ. Right, we want to run them because we want people to go and play high level quest in magic. And it's cool to have like a big, a relatively big uh, competitive tournament in our store. And like genuinely it's like, we want to see our players do well. Um, but like, if you're just a, like a random geek retreat that just has drafts and commander knights and does Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, why would you ever bother doing this? Like, it's not going to make you any money and you're just going to attract like dinglesses from around the country to your store rather than having your local players. So why would you bother, you know? <laughs> not that I'm uh, saying that attracting your kind of people is, is a problem, but you know what I mean? Like, no, no, that's, no, that's not an incentive for them. It's just like they're just a stop off point on your journey to the competitive magic circuit, right? Rather than their players doing anything with it. So, why would they bother running it? I'm surprised to see so many Geeky Treats on the list of current qualifiers, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wonder about those. I also think, like, a big problem like because the website isn't very clear about dates and formats like i think a lot of these are going to sell out really really quickly and a lot of people are going to feel very bad because, for, sure. for sure because i think stores won't run above the cap so like right. if if your store purchased 32 promos i'm pretty sure you'll make your cap 32 and yeah like it, it and that's fair enough i mean i i don't think that's a good but then like it's difficult I, I just think it sucks that like this like awesome thing needs to feel like a tax for everyone involved. Like obviously events cost money, but like when I go to a Francois event or a Winnerbock, I'm not like they're like, oh fucking hell, I'm being taxed, I'm being like rinsed by the man. It's so horrible. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh cool, I get to play a magic event I want, not oh I'm getting like fisted for um like these crap like I was trying to think about what events could cost. Like, I was thinking of like a 32 player one that's like, we said 480 euros with no prizes. So like, like that, that like, let's not say the lava spike surprise. Let's just be realistic adult here. But like, if you, if you have like, four, spend 480 euros on like a judge and the promos to, for the store to break even, your event has got to have is going to be fifteen quid each, and I can tell you that. Like, how much is your store championship event to enter? Fifteen quid. Uh, the last one was twenty quid. Twenty quid. Yeah, but our winner box is uh, fifteen. And for your twenty quid, you get. Is there any participation promo for the store championship? Or uh, it... There was, yeah. And so then there's the Arbor Elf was the first one. Yeah, it's, it's, it was Arbor Elf collector company and one call engine yeah um and that like but that's a that's like a 20 quid event with a great prize uh, and you gave away boosters yeah i mean that's why it was 15 quid well it's when yeah. it was 20 quid because we had the promos plus um plus boosters paid like paid down to a, a reasonable standing 
Uh, our current yeah. winner boxes only pay out to the top eight currently. Um, but as soon as people are unhappy with that, we'll change it. But people seem to be very happy with that so far. Um, but yeah, that's that's like I want to give people something if I can. But, it, but it's like for, if you if you decide I'm happy to break even as a store, which definitely not every store in the country wants to do because why would they? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you're going to have to charge people fifteen quid each, and that's before any prizes. Let me tell you, yeah. the person who loses in the final is not going to feel very enamored with your store when they get there. Yep. Nick, Nick Foss and Lava Spike. Yeah, they spend yeah. 10 hours in a sweaty room playing Magic the Gathering and they walk away with what I imagine was going to be a £20 promo. Yeah. Like, that's going to feel really bad for people. And that's not even from like a competitive grinder mindset. Like, I, I remember when I, I've, I won like six PPTQs back in the day. And I remember in, in the finals, you'd sit down and you say to your opponent, how about we redistribute the prizes? First place gets the invite because that's usually what we're there for. Yeah. And second place can have all the other fucking prizes. And like yep. people like that. And it, it felt like losing never felt good. But like when you walk away of a box for losing, yeah, that's okay. I've had worse days out. Yeah, for sure. Like you've, you've come, you've like, you've made money from the day, right? It's always a thing like you say, playing competitive magic to make money is stupid. Yeah. I completely agree. But like, if you're, if you make that deep of a run, right? Like you're top eight and you're in the semis and the finals, you should probably be making some money. Like, yeah. otherwise, what is the point in playing? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. This is it. Like, this is the problem. Like this, it just feels bad. Like the fact that like you come second and you get the same prize as eight. It's like, Jesus yep. Christ. Jesus, that's that's yeah, that's gonna sting uh, a lot. And like, as someone who has lost Pro Tour invites and mock qualification invites, like it doesn't feel losing really fucking sucks. And yeah, like, that much on the line for sure. And a box isn't gonna make it feel better, but you're gonna like, you're gonna be like, oh fuck, I want a box so shit, I want the invite. But like, you're gonna calm down the next day. You're be like, oh fuck it, I want a box. Do a draft or crack it or sell it. Yeah, I spent yeah. I spent a hundred quid on my day with travel and whatever and i walked away with a box which is roughly 100 pounds yeah okay like, that's fine you know like i i think i really think it's going to be a struggle to get casual players to pay 25 to 30 quid for a pptq yeah definitely. it's just it's a struggle to get them to pay seven pounds for fm honestly so <laughs> no, no, no i understand like we have a system in one of our stores where it's seven pounds pay fm or you can pay for free and get no prizes um yeah and like I just think like there's only so many times you can screw over your player base before they quit because there are lots more compared games now. Like wizards don't have the monopoly they used to have over the section. I I, I don't know. I, I really am concerned about like player yeah, acquisition. It's it's, think... it's it's incredibly frustrating when it it's not it's through no fault of the store. And it's through no fault of wizards. It's for this this third party in between that yeah. just seems unwilling to do anything about that. As in, yeah, in the like, pa- where in the past, you know, yeah. you, there have been stores that have had issues. People don't go to the store anymore. Wizards of the Coast have done something bad. Those events aren't attended, and then they they change their event system. We just kind of feel frustrated and a bit powerless. I think where we stand yeah. currently. I think the thing is that, like, like you say, there's there's other other things people could be doing with their time and and other competitive outlets. Like, yeah, if I if I the selling, like the selling point for magic is the magic, like make the magic worth playing. 
because yeah. I, I could you know, I've got just as reasonable odds of making of making money at an online poker tournament in my pants, you know. Yeah, yeah like, like if, make make me want to leave my house. Think of like, like a newer or, or more casual player wanting to attend their first competitive event. They could spend fifty pound and come away with nothing, or they could spend fifty pound and go home with Elden Ring and play El- Elden Ring all weekend. Like, well, that's that's that's, 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 much, that's the comparison, that's much isn't poorer, it? That's much poorer, EV, if you're average person. But you see your point. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like I just think it. It, it's frustrating, like, we're, and we we actually have it good in the UK. That's the worst yeah, part. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like Harold Miller. We've never had it so good. Um, but like, it's awful for other countries. Like, I have lots of European friends who are incredibly frustrated, and and rightly so because they're just being shafted. And like, I, I don't, we've kind of said a lot of, I think, a lot of the points about it all. But like, you just can't. It's just not sustainable. Like you're going to kill competitive magic if you gouge your players. Like I, I know that like lots of people are like oh David you stick through magic through anything. Like magic could be all limited and you still play PTQs. That definitely isn't true. Limited sucks. Um, but um, like I don't know. Like it is looking more and more appealing to go do other things because yeah. Like I, I personally, I hope Legacy don't get it again, and that that's quite yeah. sad because we haven't even seen what an event looks like. But they've done yeah. such a yeah. poor and insulting job. Like the lack of communication is unforgivable. Like yeah. pe- people fuck up. I I fuck up in my daily life all the time. Um, I will fuck up again, and I can say I'm sorry. I made a mistake because I didn't realize five thousand swords were trying to apply. But just like this, no communication and just like shilling these horrible horrible events it's, it's just an awful look and like i assume well these people definitely have more experience running the business but like this is just terrible business management from what i can see like yeah, you are like you are alienating and frustrating all your players from day zero we haven't even seen an event no so the, like... the first the first event in the uk is in 12 days time uh, if you look on the legacy website the date isn't listed anywhere at all come on that's we, what we, i mean we, like yeah. it's weird. every part of it is just bad like you go okay well at least there are events on and like you can't even easily find where the event is yeah yeah and you it's see. in 12 days time like what, 12 days what are we doing? Yeah, the first the very first event for the the new competitive system finally back out of the out of the, the pandemic in 12 days time and i know that because the the store running the event posted it on their facebook page not yeah, because not because the gigantic company would post about it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's the the, the date of the store. Or the date of the event isn't on their website anywhere. So it's just in alphabetical order based on store name. Yeah. Great. It tells me that it's in Europe. Thank you for that. It doesn't tell me format. Doesn't tell me date. Doesn't tell me prices. Doesn't tell me prizes. Doesn't tell me anything. And I've got to click on all these things to find out which one I can go to. Yeah, it's... like for a lot of them, like it doesn't even tell me what part of the country it's in. Like I know the UK is a small country, but like there are certain places that I don't really want to travel to in a day. So like I'm gonna click on all these things to find out where these stores are. Where is where is the first event? Uh, it is Mana Gaming in oh, uh, Eastbourne. Brighton. Oh, yeah, Eastbourne. Yeah, a yeah. nice a nice good location to get to. Very accessible for most of the country. Yeah, oh, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> oh wait, the other one. I mean. Uh, 
and it just feels bad because like you just feel like you've like what one thing that used to annoy me about people who didn't like the pptq system was like oh it creates a fear of missing out and i used to think that's such a shitty argument because the ptq system used to create a fear of missing out because there was only six so like if you don't play your six but like with pptqs you could play like a reasonable amount but like yeah. now it's like like my my fiance asked me she was like how many did you think you were going to get to play and i was like i don't know like i'll probably go play like 10 well as many as i can reasonably play to qualify but she was like well how many do you think that'll take and i'm like i don't know like 10 i thought but like i don't know like i think i'll be lucky if i get to play five or six and this is like i have to i get to play the same number as before but i i have to qualify for like i have to pay my airfare to bulgaria which is yeah. fine like I'm, I'm more than happy to do so like i know what i'm signing up to but it's like come on like it's 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 extremely it's extremely sad as well to hear someone who's like this engaged like this entrenched in the game and has put up this many results still saying oh it's a good chance i just don't qualify because of the system like yeah if if, if you know one of the best players in our country is probably not going to qualify just because of the way the system is that's extremely bad for everyone else yeah like i i think like i'm like reasonable but i i think it is would be insanely arrogant for me to say, oh yeah, I'm just going to win one of the first three I play in. Exactly, right. You're going to, like, even, you know, even someone with your results is going to have to grind. and going to yeah. have to play a lot of them, and you're just going to miss out on opportunity because... There just isn't you, enough. Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there aren't enough opportunities to play, which is terrible. Um, so how's that going to feel for, like, you know, random FNM Mbus who wants to give it a go? Well, they're not going to get anywhere, are they? They're going to have to spike, and like you shouldn't. Your competitive tournament scene shouldn't be based on getting really lucky one time. Yeah, I mean that that's the problem with like PTQs. Like it, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like the best players don't win four hundred player events. I mean, yep. some incredibly talented players do, but like the majority of people just don't because it's really fucking hard to win ten round events. Actually, it's more than that. It's like yeah, thirteen round. It's just so hard yeah and like there, there are gonna be so many people who deserve to be at a pro tour that just don't get there because of the system and they don't get the chance and then that, that creates like and then people just quit because they're frustrated like if i got like okay so when it was the first regional pro tour um i didn't qualify and i played 13 pptqs and like i was frustrated um because I lost a lot of finals and top eights and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I knew that I had like a reasonable shot to qualify. I just maybe didn't get there. But like, now I'm going to get the chance to play three or four. And also like the fact that they're not, they don't have like mandatory judges. That's horrendous. Yep. Like what happens when I'm not saying any of the stores listed will do this, but like there've definitely been stores who have like hidden their PPTQs. And like, what if you go, and like you get like DQ'd or you get refused entry. Like who do you complain to? Like you, it, it's like we all probably agree monopolies are quite bad um, as a con yeah. concept for one economic system or gaming system. Yeah. And like giving a company like this awful monopoly with no enforcement is like a real problem. Like, 
I I think you will hear horror stories of PPTQs where it was like, oh yeah, I went to like Geek Retreat Barnsley, and well there was really a judge and well i know how the rules work but because i was an outsider the owner of the store just ruled against me and like you've got no court of appeal like who the fuck's gonna listen to you because there's no dci anymore to go report to you can write a message to wizards and wizards are not gonna see it because just not like and that's just such a shit system like i I think like and this is another issue like I think judges have had a hard time in Magic. and There's lots of like debate around knowing what you're signing up for. But I know a big problem with the PPTQ system before was the fact that they needed to have level two judges and it just yeah. wasn't enough. So people were getting completely burnt out. And it's just, for me, like I, I think every competitive player is a bit selfish because to be a competitive player, you have to sacrifice some things in your life. For sure. But like... I don't think the system has to be this bad. Like, I think there are very reasonable changes that could be made to make the system better. Like, I'm not saying everyone should who goes should get six boosters just for enter, entering. Like, I like tournaments with top-heavy price structure. Like, I don't want to play a tournament where I get a pity booster for going 2-3. But, like, yeah. I'm also... I'm also, like aware that well maybe i do need tournaments like i do need to exist because like you need to build up competitive players it's just like i don't know it's it's all very short-sighted and it's very depressing to see from a game that is as rich in like lore and story as magic like you've got you've got years of awesome like competitive history like i love that about magic it's I, I'm watching, not right now because I'm a professional on the podcast, but on my YouTube, there's like World 2010 that I've watched dozens of times. And it's just sad to see the game get decayed for not like the identity to get eroded for like really shitty reasons. Like people love magic. Like what one thing I'm actually quite pleased with Wizards, although they did kind of go back against this, was like, they weren't going to rush out um what are gps called now magic fest yeah all right they've rushed one out in america and like yeah okay it sucks we don't live in america but it's all very different in america like stores are just fundamentally very different and i hope we get a european version maybe legacy can organize that for us um (laughs) but like i don't know it just feels like there's going to be such a struggle to build in like new competitive players in the system when, like, the system's actually kind of cool. Like, like for example, I know quite a lot about competitive Warhammer. There is no fucking money in that game. Like, you go pay your 60 quid for an event, and, like, the winner might get a paint set. And it's like, magic can have, magic can have it all. And it isn't like, I'm not saying wizards need to pump in more money. Like, it's, it's like, I don't know. What 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 would be a good promo to give to every player for an event? Like what what was a card people want to own that is like worth like ten to fifteen quid? Um, well, I mean you had it before with like the GPs, like Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, like because you you simultaneously give people a card that's competitively playable that people want to own and suppress the price of Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, yeah. like you could have, like I'd be 
I'd be way more reasonable for legacy charging like the stores 200 quid, 200 euros each. If it was okay, you get 16 Stoneforge Mystics to give out. Yeah. Because yeah, or that's... even like everybody gets like Textus Lightning Bolt, Textus Fatal Push, something like something that is an interesting take on on a staple that sees yeah. a lot of play. And like obviously the cards cost wizards the same to make. Like yeah. it doesn't cost wizards any more to print Cryptic Command or Bitter Blossom or Jason Mind Sculptor. But like, I I really don't think wizards intended these promo kits to cost two hundred quid each. Or like, if they do, when places in the states get them for fifty bucks, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that's a reasonable price. Like fifty quid for sixteen, offer like some lava swipe promos and some nick crosses. Yeah, that sounds good. Like I'm sure you'd be willing to pay that as a store. It just, I don't know. I am hopeful that Magic will grow in the UK. Like I really want it to grow, especially in like the northern areas because I'm very passionate about that and. Like, I wish we could run. Like, I, I've been joking with the Birmingham guys that we should have some kind of like Northern Invitational event. I think that'd be so cool. Um, yeah, for sure. I should really push for that on Twitter some more. <laughs> but um, it it just would be nice to like have a system where people feel good. Like when PPTQs came out, people quite liked them. Okay, there was some burnout and. Like, I'll be honest, I'll put my hands up. Okay, maybe I didn't act in, like, the most adult way because, well, you know what? I was a 23-year-old hyper-focused on Magic Depressive, so maybe I wasn't the nicest letting someone have their trigger back. Or, But, like, overall, like, the PPTQs were attended. It was a system that worked. Like, it was, yeah, you never, it, ever heard of a PTQ not firing. No, it was, a, yeah. it was a system that fostered a community as well, I think. And I just, I just don't know how you have that same community feeling with this system when you don't know when events are or where events are. Yeah, like... The, you, the see, you know, with, like, PPTQs, like, you know, my, my my experience working in a store and running PPTQs at the time was, like, you did, you had that community. We, we I think we have quite a close-knit community in the Northeast, and a lot of that close-knitness has, has sort of come, the closeness has come from from the time where we were running PPTQs because it would be okay, you're coming to the Travelling Man PPTQ on Saturday. Yeah, and then I'm going to the Forbidden Planet PPTQ on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'm going to that as well. What are you playing? And those conversations you would see between players that, you know, people that I've never met before, and they fostered friendships through that because there was always, every other weekend, there was one or two events. Yeah, I mean, just... um, we have that now. Like, there are events, one or two events firing every weekend in the local area, uh, and we have people that don't really know each other like, well, sharing cars, sharing decks and stuff, and making friendships. But they're events with no stakes. <laughs> yeah. They're just events randomly around the Midlands where you win a box and like cool, like good that there are events going on and people really enjoy playing in them and they'll play them every weekend. But like it'd be nice if that was true and you could qualify for something. But that's apparently not the world we live in. Yeah. And like the thing is like you can see, like I mean Tom Hughes is one of my closest magic friends. Like he whenever there's a weekend, me and him joke, it's like, what the fuck what are we gonna do? There's no magic. So it's clearly the demand. Like he's gen he generally like, gets upset when there's no magic on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like I'm I'm horrified when I have to stay home. My fiance is now nodding at me. Um, <laughs> like the, I feel like I've wasted my weekend. I mean that's a clear sign of addiction, guys. So don't worry. But like oh we're all um, Don't worry about it. Like I don't know. Like there's there's a demand for events. It's like 
I, I don't know about Axe in our situation, but like they should probably they should definitely be allowed of um to run one of these like premium like super qualifiers. Cause I know some yeah. of the stores in America and the US get like the more slot like eight slot qualifiers. But as far as I know, and I, I don't speak for Axian, I only know them because everyone knows them here. Like, there's no word on that, and like that's a shame. Like, yeah, from, from, guess... from what I can see from Axian is that currently they have uh, they have Mega Weekend Qualifier TBC in September, uh, and then in July they have uh, they have an event confirmed for the 31st of July, but the format is currently Pioneer question mark. Uh, and then obviously they are doing Command Fest as well, so they they are in communication oh. with Wizards. But I didn't even know that. Yeah. And like, I know every event. It's just it's so bad. Like, I want to be able to plan out my like my magic life. And like these are like it, it's funny because I'm sure Sneel has dealt and you as well. You've definitely dealt with like the unreasonable competitive players that like, oh, why doesn't F and M give all the boosters to first place and everyone else can get fucking nothing? Because yeah. yeah. competitive players have like wild views and demands um and it's like we're not even wanting like uh, i don't even want these unreasonable things i just want to know what the fucking format's gonna be yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah that's what it is like i just i, I mean i want to make some plans right <laughs> I, yeah, want I, to, I want to be able to tell my partner when i'm going to be out of the house um and that's basically it like i want to know what i'm doing and i want to be able to make decisions based on that but i, I currently I have no real option to do that if I want to play Magic competitively properly. Yeah, and and, a, and, and again, it doesn't seem like it's down to stores. From from you know everything we, we see, stores are giving out all of the information they can. They just they just haven't got a lot that they can give that they've they've haven't confirmed with with the TO. Yep. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not like it's not like Axion at all to have like an event at the end of next month and they haven't announced the format. Yeah. I presume I presume that's because they have to confirm and clear that format with 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 legacy yeah it's a huge yeah i don't know like these are really really realistic sensible normative remark uh, demands these aren't yeah. like anything special i'm not asking for additional promos i'm just asking for hello could you tell me what your event's going to be yeah. and like <laughs> maybe season two will get better Maybe we, legacy we hope, maybe yeah. legacy won't be allowed to have season two. Like I just want them to tell people like just respect your player base. Like yeah. here's a really great example. I, I'm quite I used to be, not as much now because I'm a student, but I used to be quite invested in like the magic online community. It's where I met all my friends and like they are the best and competitive players out there. And like they, they used to get frustrated with like Modo bug because wizards just wouldn't communicate. And then one day, wizards were like, "Oh, we are aware of this bug, this bug, this bug, and this bug. We're gonna fix that." And it it just gets you so much credibility as a store, or oh, as as always an organizer. And it's just like just some common sense is all you need. Maybe it'll uh, maybe it will change overnight and this episode will sound really silly and we can all <laughs> laugh about it but i that's, would be surprised <laughs> i'll take looking silly for some communication right like, that's yeah 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 <laughs> I, absolutely I so like, wrong. <laughs> yeah please like make me look like the biggest clown there is like <laughs> yeah absolutely but unfortunately this is the place we're at and uh well good luck trying to qualify for anything <laughs> if you live in europe 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you live anywhere but Italy, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for your 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 insight and your passion. I think it's it's been a very a very good discussion. It's been quite nice to air our frustrations. Well Absolutely. needed, I think. So yeah, thank My you pleasure. very much for coming on. I'm yeah, sure we'll, we'll have have you on have you on again next week once they uh, they announce the the change to the system overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I accept. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Let's do it. Awesome. Come let us know your thoughts and feelings about the current state of competitive magic. You can get us on Twitter. We are at HFDcast at facebook.com slash HFDcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything in the episode, we'd like to give back in a monetary value. You can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash hour of devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month for roughly 20 25 cents per episode. Podcast is brought to you by manalik.com where you can use promo code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf. That's over for Neff. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in most of the magic groups, probably selling some cards. I also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf. We're playing Vintage Cube. It's a good time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, if you must, at Gene Sneeler. Nice. Thanks. And where can the people find you? Uh, mostly on Twitter. You can find me at, at Unhinged Basic. Nice. Have you got anything else that you, you want to plug or, or shout out before we, we call it a day today? Uh, if you're interested in competitive magic, I am a member of a Patreon called Tac Team, which has people far more qualified than me to tell you what to play in various formats. Um, just like. Also, I want to say like quickly like i know it's frustrating and legacy have made bad decisions but don't use this as an excuse to attack individuals attack corporations that's totally fair game but some people have to work for bad companies and it's not always their fault oh for sure 100 yeah 100 support that message definitely like absolutely channel your frustrations through the correct channels but don't go don't go do anything cool and on that note it's all we have time for this week once again we're approaching the second hour the god has returned we'll see you again next week on our devastation